There's some language in this episode that some listeners may find offensive. Hey, did you guys uh, did you guys watch the Super Bowl? I, I'm from the Boston area, and I watched. It was really boring. I managed to miss the entire thing. I did not watch a single instant of the Super Bowl. That was probably you really didn't miss anything. But there was this one ad that was just, it was incredible. I couldn't believe it. You remember your first bicycle, you know. The one with the streamers, training wheels, and banana seat. But it wasn't just a bike. It was your ticket to freedom. Hanging out with pals. Chasing the ice cream truck down the block. America. You loved that bike. Now you're grown up. You drive a car. You've got monthly payments. Insurance kids whining in the back seat. You're stuck in traffic, watching as your tank approaches empty. Didn't you just fill up last week? And that transmission repair is gonna break the bank. It's time to fall in love again. Travel on your own power. Go where you want, when you want. Save money. Be happy. Be free. America, it's just like riding a bike. Right? Huh? Wow. Pretty. Oh my God. Like, I'm so, I'm like totally choked up by that. <laughs> God, what a great country. Aren't I love you this moved? place. That was amazing. It's amazing. But I mean, finally, finally, there's a good ad on the Super Bowl. I, I just am wondering, I know it costs like over $10 million a minute to advertise in the Super yeah. Bowl. Like, who huh. paid for that? That's a, Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Let me look that up real quick. Ogilvy Worldwide did the ad, directed by Sofia Coppola, paid for by the all-powerful bike lobby. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to The War on Cars. I'm Doug Gordon. I'm joined by Sarah Goodyear and Aaron Napperstack, and today we are talking about commercials. Car ads. The big game. Yeah, this is when Americans get indoctrinated into the cult of cars. Yeah, last Sunday, of course, was the Super Bowl, and that's the day when 100 million Americans gather in front of their TVs. We drink beer, we stuff our faces with nachos and mini hot dogs. For most of America, the Super Bowl Sunday is like our national secular holiday, but for us here at the War on Cars, Super Bowl Sunday is a mission-critical intelligence-gathering opportunity. So in this episode, we are going to get to know car culture. We're going to take a close look at the ads that the auto industry runs during the Super Bowl. What do they say about America? What do they say about driving? What do they say about our culture? We're going to deconstruct it and break it down. Yeah, because, you know, as Chinese uh, military strategist Sun Tzu said in The Art of War, you know, you must... Uh, if you want to know, no, fuck. What the fuck did he say? <laughs> know your enemy. No, yeah, yeah, because keep your enemies close. Our, no, he, he said. He said. <laughs> you know, he said. Um, if you know your enemy like you know yourself, it will be as if you have won a hundred battles. We're gonna do a new quiz: Maroon Five lyric or Sun Tzu quote. <laughs> Yeah. Sun Tzu wasn't even a real person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally fake thing that yeah. business guys made. And like, okay. <laughs> All right, but before we get to know the enemy, we are going to take care of some business. 
Yeah, that's right, because we are not yet getting $10.5 million per minute for advertising on the War on Cars, so we need you to give us some money instead on our Patreon account. That's right. So please go to thewaroncars.org, click donate, and send us a few bucks via Patreon. It's really helping out. We depend on your support, and we appreciate it a lot. And we want to thank the law office of Vaccaro and White, as always, for their generosity. We also have a new top sponsor tying for the number one spot, the law office of Charlie G, human-powered law in Portland, Oregon. You may notice a theme. Two yeah. <laughs> personal injury attorneys are yeah. competing for the top spot for the sponsorship of The War on Cars, yeah. which yeah. I guess says something about who they think our target audience is, but we really appreciate yeah. their their generosity. Our, spo- our sponsors are pretty sure you're going to get run over by a car on your yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, that is not actually when we were putting together the podcast that I don't think we we anticipated that that would be a, an important revenue stream. But hey, OK, let's talk about the best and or worst car ads we saw on this year's Super Bowl. Uh, any nominations? Anybody have a favorite that stands out? Oh, man. Well, there, you know, there's there's so many. Cho- I mean, there were at least, you know, 14 ads that I tallied up that were car ads on the Super Bowl. Um, and then there are like a half dozen more that actually have nothing to do with cars, but still have car crap in them. Like there was one for the the cup phone holder. Don't let this happen to you. The WeatherTech cup phone fits virtually any size cup holder. That's better. Order your cup phone today at WeatherTech.com. Yeah, phone yeah, yeah. It was, like, it was like a, a, a thing that you put on your coffee cup that then you put your phone in so that you can like talk to your... And be extra distracted yeah. in your car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was a Fast and Furious movie franchise ad. There was a Walmart ad that was all just cars. Yeah, I love the Walmart ad because I think it was basically targeted towards people my age. It was all cars as cultural icons. It was like the Ghostbusters, Ecto-1 car. Scooby-Doo van. The Mystery Machine, the Back to the Future DeLorean. Uh, I think it was cars from like the the Cars Pixar movie. Knight Rider. Yeah, Kit. So it was all like... There's got to be a 45-year-old guy watching this somewhere who's going to love this and like shopping at Walmart. I mean, basically half of that describes me. Weirdly, though, it was for like Walmart's delivery service. So it wasn't like drive your car to Walmart and park in our parking lot. It was just like let our sort of like robot car night riders bring you your stuff. Oh, I thought Walmart. that it was that you just had to go to the parking lot and they like brought the stuff out. To yeah, that's what, that what it was. Yeah. It's yeah. basically like oh. you don't ever have to set foot in a store or have your feet touch pavement. You can drive up into the parking lot oh. and our happy employees will bring out bags of stuff and load it into your car and wow. you can drive away without ever interacting with another human being. So basically. Walmart drive through Walmart to go. Yeah, 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 right. You just it's like a pit stop at Walmart in the Walmart parking lot. So anyway, so bottom line like 20 or more ads, uh at least 20 or more minutes. We're talking like 300 million dollars worth of car related advertising on the Super Bowl last night. It's just like a stack. Like imagine what your local bike advocacy organization or transit agency could do with $300 million. These guys like spent it in a three hour football game on yeah. car stuff. So that's that, what we're up against. So that a hundred million people watching at home can see it all at once. Yeah. So that's why we need to exploit this opportunity to understand what are they doing and how did they get so successful? Let's talk about, I think it was one of the earliest ads. One of the big themes in a lot of these ads was basically just famous people. It was a lot of celebrities in ads doing stuff. And one of the first, ran pretty early during the game, 
was Jason Bateman of Arrested Development fame as an like an elevator operator going up and down a skyscraper. And on every floor, he would let people off or announce like some horrible thing that they were about to see. Should we play a little bit of that? Yeah, this yeah, was a good one. Yeah, let's play it. Hello, folks. What floor? Oh, we're car shopping. Ah, you're going down. Way down. This floor, root canal. Oh, this is bad. This stopped jury duty. Remember, innocent until proven. Well, he did it, right? We all agree he did it. Okay, six hour flight, middle seat. Middle seat on an airplane. Who's got vitamin C? This was pretty good, actually. This floor, the top. Your body's changing. My body changed. Even grandma's body. Vegan dinner party, is that even a thing? We're having beetloaf, Sergio's specialty. Why, thank you. Yay. So disgusting looking. Car shopping, off you go. No, sorry, we're getting a Hyundai. Yeah, we used Shopper Assurance. It was really easy. Hyundai, going up. Hyundai Shopper Assurance. Oh, and now they're like in heaven. Yeah, right, they're going up. Yeah, they're going up into the stratosphere of happiness. Thank you. It's car shopping made better. Shopping for a Hyundai. Car so, but, shopping but, made better. But what's interesting there, so basically what they're doing is they're acknowledging that shopping for a car is like the final circle, the lowest rung. It's yeah, the worst it's terrible. thing. It is the worst thing that you can go through. Worse than a, than a root canal or talking about sex with your parents. I will give it to them for honesty on, on this. The acknowledgement that just dealing with cars is is horrible. It's one of the things that everybody hates. And of course, then they completely falsely say that somehow it's not going to hurt to spend $25,000. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. Like, I feel like this, I feel like this Hyundai ad is a step in the right direction in that like, okay, so now you guys have admitted on the Super Bowl and your $11 million ad how terrible it is to shop for a car. Now let's do an ad about how horrible it is to own and operate a car. Right. Because every car ad shows usually when it's not on the Super Bowl, or even when it is, like someone driving through an empty city, the streets are slick, they're beautiful, and they're just going, they never hit a red light, it's perfect. And there should be a disclaimer at the bottom of every one of those ads that just says, you will never drive like this. Right. You know, like there are ads of people driving Jeeps on mountains or stuff like that. So you're not driving, you never experience you're not this. driving on a mountain, through, you're not forging a river in your Jeep Cherokee, you're driving to Walmart to pick up your stuff. Actually, didn't we once, like, produce some fine print like that for a car ad? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Cars. Do you need to go to work, take the kids to school, or bring an elderly relative to a doctor's appointment? Then why not try Cars? With Cars, you can travel everywhere you need to go in climate-controlled comfort all year round. Thanks to a nationwide network of roads and free or low-cost parking, Cars will take you anywhere you want to go. Cars may not be right for everyone. 40,000 Americans will die each year from cars, not including deaths caused by exposure to particulate matter, and the adverse health effects of using a mobile living room for daily activities that could otherwise be accomplished on foot or by bike if our country hadn't spent a century subsidizing the highways, roads, and parking that make cars possible. Use caution when planning journeys, as cars may render cars completely useless as a reliable form of transportation. Exposure to cars can turn ordinary people into psychopaths and increase the likelihood that someone who, in any other situation, would never even consider harming another person could suddenly, through a brief moment of distraction, be responsible for the death or life-altering injury of a fellow human being. The resources used to produce and power cars could destabilize the climate to the point where Earth is turned into an uninhabitable hellscape in your lifetime. Ask your conscience if cars are right for you. Yeah, oh, now that's that's, so that's truth. that is the car ad I'd like to see. Yeah, that is truth in advertising right there. Yeah. Do you think we could get like legislation passed where that disclaimer has to run on every car ad? I well, bet. we you know we got cigarette ads and certain yeah. alcohol ads banned from TV, so yeah. we should uh, yeah know, we should move in that direction for cars. But I don't want it just on the ads. I want it like when you turn the car the the ignition on, 
that that it says that's piped into the uh, that's piped into the ca- the the cabin along there. with along with the fake uh, car okay, sounds. I have, that they cabin. Have. I have to say, you can say <laughs> you can see how often Sarah drives the cabin. <laughs> the cabin. Look, yes. I just got yeah. off an airplane yes. like when you, twelve when you, hours when ago. When you turn the metal thing with the sharp edges <laughs> into the thing, and then yeah. it makes a vroom vroom sound. <laughs> I, know. I sounded like I've never driven a car <laughs> I before. You I was have just heard driving. of cars. Yes, I've heard of them. They're they're strange, a strange artifact from a from an alien yeah. culture. But I think, I mean, I think that is kind of the thing is that like most of these ads that you're seeing, they don't talk about uh, mileage or crash performance or any sort of safety or anything that you would actually want to know if you're really making an informed choice. It's all a straight up emotional appeal. I mean, the, the exception to that is Subaru has made a big deal out of advertising safety and it's like this incredibly emotional thing about your kid they're going to start driving or it, they they play on a lot of things about fears about your children and cars that's actually something they do exploit and actually some of these ads really do get pretty emotional like that's that's oh, yeah. like they they play on your emotions i mean there was there was a audi ad which is called cashew which i thought really hit the emotional you know tugging on on the heartstrings all right let's hear it it starts off and we're in a field of tall grass and there's a middle-aged white man and he's walking toward this blue house that stands alone atop a plateau and there's an grandpa there's an older man sitting on the front steps to greet him welcome home they hug come on i've got something for you now grandpa takes him into the barn pulls off a sheet off of a sports car what are you waiting for gets in the car thing lights up like a spaceship. He's getting ready to drive off. Into the light. He's jerking. He's choking. Uh, it was all a dream. Oh, and he's man. back in this, this terrible office. You see that it was a cashew that flew out of his mouth as his co-worker gave him the Heimlich maneuver. Yeah, this this fluorescent lit hell of of uh, American work wage slavery. Yeah, right. fluorescent lit, just with like poorly dressed, bad skin coworkers. Right, and so it's all just a near death experience. But during that near death experience, he was fantasizing. He's with his grandfather, and his grandfather was giving him an Audi e-tron, which would allow him to drive into the light of of pleasure forever, eternal yeah, heaven, nirvana. Oh, and the tagline is, a thrilling future awaits. One third of all new Audi models will be electrified by 2025. That's great, because one third of all coastal cities will be drowned by the same year. (laughs) I mean, that's a really slow rollout, but yeah. um, yeah. Speed it up, guys. So what's our analysis? What do we think? To me, what I think was really interesting about it was that he's in the job that he would have to pay for the car Mm. if he were to buy it. So you buy this amazing car. It's like what we were talking about, about the fantasy of driving versus the reality. You buy this amazing spaceship looking electric powered Audi and you drive it to work to sit at your fluorescent lit cubicle office to pay for the car that you need to get to work. It's actually similar to the first ad, the elevator ad, in that it sort of acknowledges the absolute crappiness of all of the 
things that surround cars, the buying of them, and also just the crappiness of the lives that we live in the spaces that we get to with cars. There's this undercurrent that like, hey, American capitalism is kind of depressing. Right. And, there, and, yeah. and there's a very like, sort of like Calvinist or Puritan kind of message there. Like if you work hard enough in this life, you know, right. you will someday make it to heaven and right. own one of these. But the tagline is, you know, uh, a better future awaits on earth. Mm. So it's kind of like you can have this experience of pure heaven here on earth. Your life may your, your life may suck. You know, you may go to this terrible job where you're just pushing a pencil around a desk. But if you get this Audi... See, but that's the text. I'm still... I just come... You know, I come away with the emotion and the visual. Yeah. And in the visual, it's just a guy, like, he's dead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't... He's dead. And when he dies, he gets this car. And even in the car, he's choking to death and dying. I just can't get around that. Yeah. The car is, like, choking him to death to me. This is very Freudian. It really... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's I mean, riding a giant hot dog. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> Let's hear another one. Okay, so talking about kind of depressing, did you see the ad for the Kia Telluride? Oh my God, okay, that one was intense. Yeah, this one is really weird. It's called Give It Everything, and how it opens up is with a close-up shot of like this 11 or 12-year-old boy. He's wearing a cowboy hat, plaid shirt, denim jacket, and he's looking straight at the camera, and then we hear his voice. We're not famous. There are no stars in the sidewalk for us. And we see shots of like a small town. No statues in our honor. Horses. We're just a small Georgia town of complete unknowns. Kids at a high school. The closest thing to a world stage is 81 miles away in Atlanta tonight. Our movie stardom our football careers they never took off because we are not known for who we are car mechanic we hope to be known for what we do covered with motor oil every now and then we see like we build. tease shots of the Kia Telluride this thing we've assembled yeah it's, it's building now it has a chance to be remembered now we're in the factory there's a car shot no, we are not famous, but we are incredible. Just faces staring at you yeah, flatly. Incredible, incredible people. A little smile. Right, and then we see this thing, this Kia Telluride forging a river, things. like literally water washing over the hood, up over the windshield, in a way that no human being would ever drive. With a disclaimer, of course, on the bottom saying, don't try to do this because... Yeah, you'll, you'll die, you'll, you'll die. drown. <laughs> and the ad ends with text that just says, Telluride. Give it everything. Give it, period, everything. Give it everything. Yeah. What does that even mean? It means that you will have to give up your life slaving away in a factory building this car out of foreign parts. That's actually another disclaimer on the bottom of this ad. I think it's kind of like you were saying that capitalism is terrible, absolutely (laughs) terrible. And this ad, on the one hand, could be seen as like, real red state America, the kind of place where like the New York Times sends 100 reporters to do yet another story on Trump voters as like, look, diners and football, this is where the real America exists. But it's also so depressing. Like this is a literally, I think they show horses. This is like a one horse town where they build cars. The kid is literally saying like, 
we are complete unknowns. There is nothing special. We're not, and also like notice like, you know, there are no stars in the sidewalk for us. We're not Hollywood liberals. We're not, yeah. you know, we're yeah. not famous movie stars or something. We're just, we're total unknowns. And he says, you know, we are what we build. We are this thing that we assembled. So our in, the our individual and communal identity comes from what Kia has bestowed upon our Georgia town. Right. right which happens Telluride. to be which happens to be named after a place in Colorado. By the way. By the way. Which is a very expensive ski resort. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I watched, where the Hollywood liberals go to ski. <laughs> I watched this ad. It's like it is everything wrong with America and American capitalism that like this town's entire identity rests on the Kia assembly plant that they have that is at the mercy of like business people in another country that could easily just pick up the whole thing right. and move it to wherever they can get people to work for less. Okay, so in terms of what the ad is doing right and how it's appealing, it makes you feel for those people and it makes you feel like, God, I hope, I yeah. mean, I came away feeling like, I hope Kia doesn't close the Telluride factory because what's going to happen to these poor people? Like, I, I want them to have a source of income, I guess that's the best they can do. Well, and fundamentally this message that like, you know, I, I believe, you know, your identity is tied to what you produce with your hands and your labor. And, you know, you're, yeah. that's that's an important part of who you are as an individual and as a community is like what, you know, what you guys make together. And that's, you know, so I'm down with that message. It's just, it's too bad it always has to be an SUV that we're making. Yeah. In America. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's, Let's move on. Let's let's listen to another one. Okay, yeah, this this one is completely different. Guy at a bar watching golf on TV. Make the putt. The putt goes in. Now he strides out into the street. Change color. Changes the walk signal. Parking ticket gone. Zero ticket. Yeah, he's gonna help find the little cat. Find the cat. Cat is found. Make it rain. Money falls from the sky. He's in the opera now. Change the music. Oh, yeah, but that's not cool enough for him, because he's down. Okay, he's, like, saving people from an elevator now. Use the rocket. He's advising Wiley Coyote. Free He's freeing the whales. If only everything in life listened to you like your new A-class. Hey, Mercedes. How can I help you? Change color. Make it cooler. Play my music. The A-Class, starting at He's driving down the street in his Mercedes A-Class, and the whole world is moving out of his way because he's the coolest guy. Because when he moves, you move. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's so, like the most narcissistic dude bro fantasy of all time. Absolutely. My favorite, favorite part of that ad is he gets in the car and says, make it cooler. And the interior lights in the car switch colors. From blue from to, red. to red. Make it cooler. Literally a thing that nobody <laughs> else is going to see but you. Right. But also, and then make like the, it cooler. And the sneer in his voice where he goes like, play my music. Play my music, it's woman. Like, like he's car slave. Like, yeah, but, exactly. It's right, terrible. Right, like his, his whole, he's smirking the entire time. Like, I'm so cool that the whole world has to like conform, conform. to my coolness. Right. But so it's like, it's like, they're they're ostensibly advertising that you can give your car commands like it's an Alexa device or something. Right. But the ad, the visual, the entire premise of the ad is that as this guy moves through the city, the entire city conforms to his personal needs and desires. And yeah. when he wants to move, you have to move. Yeah. 
and yeah. he can make other people do stuff. It is a horrifying male fantasy, driver fantasy, sociopathic fantasy it's the that the world horror. doesn't exist except as you see it. That's right. That you would actually like go to the opera, but like <laughs> that, that people wouldn't want to be listening to opera. If you're not wanting to listen to opera, nobody wants right. to yeah, never to mind opera. the never mind the two thousand other people sitting <laughs> right. there. They'd you'll rather to, Yes. You all have to listen to this terrible rapper. That's ludicrous. Hey, watch what you're oh, saying. That there. The, that's oh, ludicrous. Oh, Come oh, on. I'm sorry. Okay, no, they make the connection. Was... He is okay. he's at the opera. That's ludicrous who becomes who turns who from t- the opera singer into the hip hop artist. And then at the end when he says that's, play my music, yeah. it's another ludicrous it. song. Yeah. But yeah. To, to me this one is like the it's the purest expression of car culture. You yes. know, and that that like when you are in your car the whole world, the whole city around you, every other person must move for you. Well, who yeah. hasn't been in their car stuck in traffic and just yelled, move? Yeah. Why don't you move? That's what a car yeah. horn is. Right? Yeah. No, but even if you don't honk your horn, you literally, like, I've done it. Come on. Why aren't people moving? Yeah, get As out of my way. As if that's going to make a difference, yeah. right? This is that fantasy come to life. I just say move. I say do this and people move. But I think what's interesting about it is that they sort of try to put this gloss on it. Like he's also kind of altruistic. Like he wants to find the cat and free the whale and whatever. Like like, it's like he's not a total douchebag. Although he clearly right. is. Although, I mean, his apartment. <laughs> seriously, uh, ladies, do not go to this man's apartment alone. <laughs> because I think he's like the character in American Psycho. It's like a little too neat. And of course, this is the most American fantasy ever. It's like the complete individualistic fantasy. And and that brings us to another one of our ads, which is, you know, it's just about America. It's just oh, about pure mainlining America. I'm going to ask you both to stand up during this ad and take your hats take off. Take my hats off. Um, I'm going to be kneeling during this ad, Doug. <laughs> I'm afraid that we uh, might have to blacklist you. Yeah, oh. we're going to lose our sponsorship. Damn, I'm yeah. not going. I'm not going to get picked up by any other podcast. <laughs> no, we might. I think this means our only choice for our halftime show is Maroon Five. So this is a Jeep ad. It's called More Than Just Words. But you don't know it's a Jeep ad yet because you've not seen a car. But you do see a a man with his baby and a barn and a woman in a New York City street say, oh, and there's a Joshua tree and a cookie. Chocolate chip. There's there's a Jeep. Jeep. (laughs) There's Broadway and a football referee and an ampersand and a man and Marilyn Monroe and another Jeep. Pillow fight. Troops practicing. Drive-in movie. An astronaut spacewalking, a firefighter climbing a ladder, another baby and dad, rockets, skateboards, kids on bikes, baseball players, girls on a sofa, more war, driver's license, a tunnel, beautiful vista, starry, oh there's an American flag finally, Brooklyn Bridge, another barn, Iwo Jima Memorial, Scrabble. Well, that was, like, that's where they start spelling this, it out. It's like this is like lyrics. This is like this is like lyrics to "We Didn't Start the Fire" that don't rhyme. <laughs> exactly. Oh, here we go. Climax. Skydiving. Baseball. Cops. Cops. Veteran. Veteran. Saluting. Beautiful. Country music star. He's so moved. He's so moved. And the tagline of that is, more than just words, Jeep. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you actually don't see a Jeep in that ad very much. Where yeah. you do, it's quick little cuts, vintage archive footage, uh, you know, a Jeep being tossed out of a plane during World War II yeah. or, you know, on a beach somewhere. I just couldn't help coming away from that one feeling like if you had like a software program caradcreator.com yeah. and all it did artificial was artificial like, intelligence yeah artificial intelligence. all it ad. did was like go through youtube clips to piece together a car ad they would have come up with this it is kind of remarkable because a lot of the ads that uh, were on the super bowl and some of the ones that we talked about earlier were very conceptual like let's get jason bateman in an elevator going through floors where you experience terrible things this one is just straight up like america patriotism jeep you can't help but think, I mean, at least I couldn't help but think about the fact that, like, this is the year that the NFL is having this huge controversy around, you know, the national anthem. And right. do you stand during the national anthem? Do you take a knee during the national anthem like Colin Kaepernick, the quarterback, did to protest African-Americans being shot by police officers? And Jeep is just, like, leaning into the national anthem here, yeah. right? But they made a point of a lot of the people that they show are African-American, including, I think, they have an African-American referee, mm -hmm. NFL referee. African-American dad with a baby. African-American dad with a baby. But cars are the thing that unites everyone, right? I mean, almost all Americans do have to deal with cars. So mm -hmm. it makes sense that in this great cultural coming-together moment that cars are the thing they're pitching to you because they know that all of you are, you know, tied to cars. You have to deal with cars. Yeah. Well, and so we are the war on cars. And so we've just got been blasted by, you know, a half a billion dollars worth of car propaganda during the Super Bowl. A, a takeaway for me from this whole thing is, is kind of a reminder that there is an industry out there and it is really big and is really powerful and has a ton of money and influence over our culture and politics. And it is the automobile industry. And I think we need to focus on it more as and really overtly as an industry that is fundamentally wrecking our cities, that the more of their products that they pour into our cities, the more influence they use to lobby for sprawl and highways, the more they are wrecking America. And all this messaging is about patriotism and freedom. And in fact, like this industry is making us less free. This industry is making America, you know, less great. And if you feel discouraged by the idea that there's this huge leviathan that you have to battle, well, remember that guerrilla warfare is actually can be really effective against empire and that it is you that's know how we won the revolution that's how we won the american <laughs> revolution that's how we got our asses kicked in vietnam <laughs> and as much as it can be painful to watch these ads sometimes i think we need to look at them closely because uh you need to know your enemy when i move you move just like that when i move you move just like that when i move you move so uh Help us produce multi-million dollar bicycle ads. You can donate at Patreon. If we get that up a little bit, you know, we might be able to put one of these. Next really year's Super Bowl, we could be there. We could be. That's our goal for 2019 is 30 million dollars so we can run a three minute ad on the Super Bowl. Help us out. Okay. Yes. Go yeah. to the war on cars. Only with you. Click on donate and two dollars at a time. We're going to get there. Also, if you could go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us, that's very helpful. Although, of course, you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to go to Cotton Bureau 
We have War on Cars t-shirts that you can buy there. So just go to CottonBureau.com and search for the War on Cars and you can get a great t-shirt for yourself. This episode was recorded and produced by Curtis Fox. Our theme music is by Nathaniel Goodyear. Our ad music was by Blue Dot Sessions. Danny Finkel of Crucial D did our logo. I'm Aaron Napperstack. I'm Doug Gordon. I'm Sarah Goodyear. And this is The War on Cars. Hi, this is Søren from Copenhagen. You know, I've been thinking about you and your life in America. Your long commutes on traffic-choked freeways. Your slow buses and broken subways. That's no way to live. I invite you to escape. Come to Denmark for a little visit. From the airport, I will take you by light rail into the gorgeous center of Copenhagen. Yes, I did say light rail. Then, because I know you love to bike, I will take you everywhere you want to go, in real protected bike lanes. Not those funny little strips of white paint that you call bike lanes in America. Bring your children. They too will enjoy a holiday from the noise and pollution and all that crazy horn honking and death. Escape with your life to Denmark. Our transit is better, safer, and we are taller. <laughs>